Welcome to the Girls in Movement podcast, where we talk to founders, influencers, and all-round cool people from all over the world. We're officially back. We've been volunteering, creating content, and most importantly, lining up some very inspiring guests. Now, today I'm very excited for our guests, not only because there's more than one of them, uh, but I'm super keen to find out about this brand, their aspirations on growing their brand, and how the dynamics of sisters working together really works. These girls have definitely started their business through a passion, uh, a need to solve a problem, and they've done an incredible job of connecting their brand to the wellness space as well. So without further ado, I introduce to you Sophie and Gracie Tyrrell, founders of Squirrel Sisters. How are you both? Hi. Hi. (laughs) Good, thank you. How's your week going? It's good, yeah. Um, it's very busy, but today, like I said, it's Friday, so um, we're actually working from Sophie's today, and then tonight we're going to have a takeaway and some wine <laughs> because we feel we deserve it. So, yeah, yeah we're going to probably like, yeah, just watch a film and just have a bit of a girls' night, which we're very excited yeah. about. Love it. Um, okay, so let's start from the beginning. What were you both sort of doing prior to starting Squirrel Sisters? Gracie, let's start with you. And um, so before Squirrel Sisters, I was working in film and TV. Um, so I actually trained as an actress and I, um, went to university at Leeds and I moved to New York and studied at Lee Strasberg for a year, um, which is a um, acting school. Um, and then, yeah, I just sort of got into film, TV. Um, I was working a bit in America and the UK and I was also working on the production side. So I worked on a couple of Channel 4 series um, and yeah, so very different uh, from what we're doing now. And Sophie will tell you what she did. <laughs> Yeah, so mine was um, quite different as well, but it was, I suppose, a little bit more directly related in that I worked for branding agencies um, and a number of kind of retail, research and packaging um, companies. So I was working in new business in London and then I moved to Singapore to work for an agency over there, which was a really great experience. Um, but I'd always wanted to work for a brand themselves and was really excited about actually, you know, making that difference to the consumer. So when Gracie and I discussed starting the business, it was like a really, it was a step that I really wanted to take anyway. So it was really amazing to be able to take that step into our own company rather than working for someone else. Incredible. And for you, I mean, obviously what we tend to hear kind of when people start a side hustle or they go into their passion project it's usually kind of a five till nine they still have their nine till five how did squirrel sisters kind of come about was it was you just kind of having a wine and you were like let's start this business or did you have like a full-on plan of, of building a food food brand um so we never actually um started squirrel sisters um with the idea of it being a full-time business because it was it started years ago um because when we were living together after uni I used to make the bars for Sophie because Sophie has a gluten intolerance so this was kind of eight nine years ago now um and we made them because we found at the time there wasn't anything that was gluten-free 
that tasted good that also didn't have the sugars, the added sugars and sugar alternatives. So we just decided to make the products we wanted ourselves. And so that's how we got the bar recipes. And then forward on eight or how seven years, um, uh, when Sophie was living in Singapore and I was in the UK, we decided to start a blog together. And the blog was all about health, wellness, um, feeling good, but not restricting yourself. Because at the time we found that a lot of the blogs out there were quite restrictive or they preached these unrealistic lifestyles and they didn't really make you feel good um it just felt quite intense so we wanted to create a blog that was all about fun um you know you can go out but you can still feel good and healthy uh, so that's what that was all about um and our blog grew quite quickly uh, we gained a really good following so Sophie was moving back to the UK and I was still in London and a little bit unsure about you know where I was with my work and um you know with acting and film it, it's it's quite a lot of pressure in terms of, you know, being freelance and always looking for the next job. And I just found that um, quite unstable and I didn't really like that. So um, we were both in places where it was a really good opportunity to start something ourselves. So we decided to turn our blog, Squirrel Sisters, into a business by launching an actual product to the market, which was our bars, um, because our bars were perfectly aligned with what our blog was all about, which was you know, simple kitchen cupboard ingredients, um, obviously gluten-free um, and delicious. So we both stopped our jobs. Um, I, we kind of, it was, at first it was quite good because Gracie's work was quite ad hoc and um, I then moved back to the UK with the idea that we were going to start Squirrel Sisters but also did some freelance kind of consultancy for a while. So we both had things ticking over while we developed the concept um, and then when we were ready to launch we we did have to take a major pay cut but we decided to go for it full time um, and you know we kind of made sure that we had enough savings to see us through for a while and um, took the leap I suppose and didn't have anything any other backup at that point so we were lucky in the sense that the timing was right because we were both flexible with what we were doing. But, um, so we, you know, we didn't have to kind of hand our notes and then the next day not have an income. It was, it was a bit more, I suppose, um, spaced out than that and phased in. And then, yeah, you just have, you do have to take a cut, a cut really and change a few things in your lifestyle when you first start a business, unless you get, investment up front which we didn't want to do we wanted to test the idea ourselves and put some money in ourselves and grow it organically and we still haven't had investment to this date so we're actually really pleased about that in a lot of ways that's incredible and i obviously before we kind of start recording on the call um you mentioned that it's actually just the two of you which i never knew i mean from the front of your website you would think this is like a, a kind of 10-man team of what you guys are doing so from going from a blog to then creating a product I mean the, the industries you were working in wasn't really in the food and drink industry so was that a bit of a challenge kind of knowing how the industry works working out I suppose you were working in packaging and stuff but did you feel like that was a bit of a step as well like getting a product regulation stuff like that um it it was good and bad. I think like our naivety actually really helped us because 
we hadn't worked in a company that had you know or for a brand that had done you know been producing their own products so therefore we didn't see why we couldn't just do it all ourselves at first um and you know learn as we go along so we'd be like right we've got the recipe so we need to find a factory now and then we learned very quickly and we're still learning all the time i mean we went to a talk the other day um from a a much bigger company and they were talking about all sorts of things that like we have no idea what they were talking about really we still just I mean I don't know if they were just using jargon and that's why we didn't understand it because we're very, very straightforward like that but um we we just always felt that that we could do it and um which was obviously a naive approach and we didn't have the experience which may have held us back in some ways but actually it's made us more cautious with big big steps like investing or big hires and we have worked with people um here and there and kind of consultants and um people who've been self-employed and helped us a little bit which has been really great but i think ultimately your product needs to work and if it works you need to get it out there by getting people talking about it and both of those things, I suppose, have to come from us anyway. So we kind of feel there's there's no, there isn't the flexibility for us to hire people at the moment or take that risk because we're not a big enough company. And we're still putting a lot back into the business in terms of production. Um, and so therefore our cash flow isn't also very flexible. Um, so I suppose that kind of is, a bit of a roundabout way of answering your question that not having experience was a good thing because we didn't feel like anything was holding us back that it also potentially would have sped things up but but perhaps not now we've spoken to other people as well yeah and i think it's really encouraging that like even seven years in this industry you guys are still going out learning and that's one thing to all startups and one thing i hear kind of from my guests all the time it's like you learn off either brands who are a similar size to you or brands who are obviously kind of bigger than you as well just what they all have different challenges and then one day it might not be a challenge right now but as long as you know that something that potentially like that could happen for example you know that going to events listening to other people I think it's really important um yeah to keep learning because it's such a changing industry like every single week new brands are coming out so yeah staying competitive is probably quite a challenge as well do you think is it yeah at the moment? <laughs> yeah, I think um, the one good thing about being small is that we're re very reactive. Um, so we are able to, you know, make changes to, for example, our packaging very quickly, unlike a big company that would take years to do something like that. So I guess that's um, a positive, like we can react very quickly and also produce stuff very quickly. But the only thing obviously being smaller is um, not having the money to do that. So um yeah, it, it is definitely challenging being just two of us without investment, but um, and trying to obviously compete with these huge brands. But we think we've got an amazing brand, a really, really good product. So we feel like we're in a very strong place and feel that um, if we did have you know, the investment that we, we would, yeah, we would be able to compete well very yeah we would be able to compete very easily but um yeah at this stage we we think actually being small um has its positives yeah it's quite a tough time with um brexit the election coming up and also just retail changing so much as a whole and 
consumer behavior is changing based on you know all three things or you know a product of um retail being bad is you know retail, uh, consumers are shopping differently so it's actually quite good because in a sense we can like pull back recalibrate and reassess everything and then adjust to what's going on whereas I know that a lot of companies who've got big investors behind them it's just incredibly stressful it's stressful enough having your own business and obviously we have stress about cash flow but we don't have the stress about someone else telling us what to do um so for example we're you know like Gracie said we're able to bring out a new flavor or a new product quite quickly um we can make a decision ourselves we don't have to push, pull that past push, um, what's the word? Like, um, <laughs> put it past yeah. one. Sorry, yeah. baby brain. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So it's that is a big advantage, despite the pressures of retail and um, cash flow. Yeah, we don't have to get anything signed off. No. That's, yeah, we can it's literally being like, you have to that. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love that that's so good and also what I absolutely love is kind of throughout your social media your blog you're, you're constantly kind of asking consumers uh what they think what new what new flavors etc so I feel like you you listen to people buying your products all the time which <clears throat> not all companies kind of do that especially bigger ones so yeah keep doing that it's amazing <laughs> oh thank you thank you <laughs> Um, so let's talk about getting stocked. Uh, I mean, it's an incredible moment for any brand to be picked by a retail store, but how did it start? Who was the sort of first retailer you approached and what was the process? Um, so the first and our goal retailer was Whole Foods. Um, you know, they're at the forefront of new brands. They have a huge selection and people and retailers go there for like the latest thing. So that was our our big goal and we started talking to wholesalers and trying to get in front of different people and just talk to as many people as possible but whole foods is really the number one goal um of somewhere to launch so as you can imagine they get hundreds and hundreds of emails every week with new products because they're so forward thinking and everything they bring in um and obviously we can get get through to the buyer you know everyone's saying that theirs is the best the newest so um, we obviously have quite a distinctive name. So we used our USP in that in that sense, and um, obviously with a bit of social media stalking as well, we found out the buyer. Well, we already knew who the buyer was, and that was actually through someone in our network who told us. So I we then like stalked him in his private life in terms of his social media. So we found his Twitter account, saw that he was you know, vaguely active on there. And we had identified an exhibition or a food show that he would be going to or likely to be going to. So the day before, after, you know, emailing him saying, are you going to this, are you going to this? We just thought, let's just tweet him. Who cares? You know, what have we got to lose? Um, so tweeted him and just decided to send him pictures of squirrels. And so I Googled picture of two cute squirrels found one and just sent it to him being like hey you going to the show tomorrow and he was like cute pic yes um yes I am and anyway that got led us onto a conversation then we were literally met him outside the show um walking and talking with a phone scrolling through the presentation showing him what the packaging would be like because we hadn't at that point had any 
samples printed because we could, we didn't want to invest in a run of production where we were producing actual bars. We didn't want to produce until we had sales confirmed. So we had the samples from the factory, which were in like a little, like a really pretty little cellophane pack and a box that Gracie had made it look really beautiful. And then he saw the designs, he really liked them. He quizzed us on a few fundamental things. Um, for example, they don't want, he didn't want any bars which had any sulfites in them. So, and asked us how we got around that problem with our goji berries. And, you know, luckily we're, it's, it's a product that we have actually made ourselves and we work really closely with the factory to overcome things like that. So we knew all the answers. And a couple of weeks later, we got an email and he said that we were being enrolled like the kind of a couple of weeks after that. So we got straight on the phone to every supplier, like the packaging and production and um, ingredients and just were like, go, go, go. We need to get these out. And um, yeah, then we were launched a couple of weeks later. Pretty much wow. actually four years ago tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. So we, we launched our bars, yeah, literally four years tomorrow. Yeah. It's crazy. And do you have kind of, uh, are there other sort of target retailers that you would like to be stocked in? Uh, are you going for other kind of retailers as well at the moment? Or is it kind of, yeah, an ongoing process, I suppose? Well, yeah. yeah, we're stocked. So at the moment, we're stocked in over 2,000 stores across the UK. And you can pretty much find our products on every high street um, because we are in Holland and Barrett. Uh, we're also in Waitrose and we're in the food to go aisle and also free from aisle. So we're in two different locations in store in Waitrose, which is great. And then we're on Acardo, Whole Foods, um, BP petrol stations, the one with Marks and Spencers, um, Harvey Nichols, um, and yeah, lots, loads of kind of independents. And then, yeah, we are um, talking to other retailers as well. So hopefully, this time next well sorry so January next year we'll be in a, a few more yeah and I think what we're really trying to do at the moment is grow with our current retailers so make sure that we've really got it right with our rate of sale understanding their needs how they're growing as a business because retail is changing so much and there's a lot more pressure on brands that we want to make sure that we have these long longer term relationships really um solidified before moving on to new um retailers because i think also another thing you know if anyone listening is, is starting their own business or is in the early stages um it people kept saying to us oh just focus on that make that work and then move on to the rest and we were kind of like no no we want to be everywhere asap you know we we're quite impatient and obviously that's driven from a passion about the brand but actually it is a really important point that we probably should have maybe listened to a little bit more closely is just really understanding retailer by retailer when you're small um, because having those foundations um, in place with the right people in that business will really help you grow because otherwise if you just have a, you get lucky with a buyer it can you know it's great because you can get in there but you know, then they come knocking and asking for money a couple of years later and you don't have that money because you haven't understood that that's how it's going to work and you need to get to X amount before this or you need to convince them otherwise and bring them kind of on your journey with you rather than looking towards new new things. So 
so really yeah going back our strategy is just making sure that we're we've really got it right with our current retailers because we are in such good places um and also make sure that we're really listening to our customer like you said um and developing in the right way too yeah nice and it's saying incredible and huge congrats that you're in kind of that many stores i mean it's not easy uh kind of in my day job we work with startups every day and getting in front of retail buyers as you know is a big struggle so you've done it in a real i suppose you literally do have to stand out uh and yeah stalking them on social media is a great way to do that but they must have <laughs> they bought into your Some story people haven't responded to that yeah <laughs> that we've had to come up with different ways for different um buyers depending on <laughs> yeah what they're like but yeah that was the first um ever attempt so that was pretty satisfying when yeah. it worked <laughs> oh god love it um okay so now let's go up to, i suppose the dynamic so i have two sisters and i bloody love them but i don't know if i could work with them uh what's <laughs> quite big co-founders and sisters working together so everyone always says exactly what you just said that you know they love their siblings but could never ever work with them and i do feel like we're quite unique in that way because i've never met anyone that has said they could um, and I think because it's just the two of us, uh, we're also quite similar in age, we're exactly like two years and one week apart. <laughs> and, and I think um, it might be down to our parents um, controlling our like arguments, but we never argued um, when we were little. There was just one argument at 16 um, that was, I remember it was our final argument and we literally shouted and then looked at each other, burst out laughing. And we're like, right, let's go shopping. <laughs> and so, and after that, we've just been able to, I think we're just very, um, uh, what's the word, like just not sensitive to each other's feelings, but we just get each other. And we know like when the other one's a bit stressed or something, so we don't you know, push things or we just, we get each other, which helps. And then the other thing is I think we're so similar in our vision and what we want that it hasn't, you know, nothing's ever really been an issue because we've both wanted the same thing with Squirrel Sisters. And if there is something that one of us isn't sure about, we just know that we're not going to do it because we would never do anything that the other one doesn't like. But again, that hasn't really happened. Okay. Um, if someone thinks something's a really, really good idea, generally the other one will agree because it's <laughs> like they think it's a good idea for a reason. It's not just like a whim. Um, or if they, we think we shouldn't do something, you know, that's the same. It's there are good reasons there, or you can't do something that the other one doesn't like, and we just we just really respect that and don't ever try and push it. But yeah, luckily we haven't really had a situation where we've really disagreed on something. Yeah, um, and the other thing I think actually being sisters or you know anyone that has um, a business with a sibling, I think the amazing thing is that there's so you know undeniable trust so unlike working with someone you don't really know or maybe you know just a friend that you started working with you know things could go wrong whereas when it's family it, it just yeah. isn't going to happen so um yeah I think that like our um we really want the other one to be happy in their lives it's not just to do the business it's like we look at each other and the business and our lives holistically so you know, if someone can't do something or, you know, needs a break, then we want them to do that. It's not like, well, you know, I've done an hour more than yeah. you today or whatever. It's just like we really understand that it's 
it's much more than just the business because the sisters whereas I feel like if you know two people I suppose if people had worked together and they started a business they, they understand how each other works so that's good but I think if two friends for example started a business it could you have to take it very slowly and understand the other one and how it's going to work yeah um but yeah we're really lucky and also our skill sets are quite different um which also helps yeah we've been able to yeah really easily which I think is why we've also got so far um with the business without having to hire um people really because we you know both our skills spread out over quite a lot of things and because you know like for example Sophie is a massive spreadsheet fan whereas I'm more you know like visual creative she loves her numbers so that works really really well (laughs) um yeah because we just both bring different things to the party and I think obviously start a business on your own you've got your set of skills that might need to hire someone that um can fill the rest so that's really good that there's two of us and then that are very different and we just try to get together more regularly now so that we can like we can kind of prioritize because although we have different things that you know technically we're responsible for there's a lot going on and we have to prioritize um and so we we're like looking at that together on a weekly basis and then kind of dividing it up and coming back and saying okay this this, and this or you know some things might take longer than others so it's just quite a good way of like supporting each other but also collaborating and um making sure that we're really um we really understand what's going on on both sides of the business too that's really good and I think with a startup as well especially when it's like less than three people in the team like you might have I suppose titles within the company but you as a startup you do anything and everything and yeah you, you really yeah, are throwing, yeah. especially when you've come exactly. from like a company or something like that it's it's yeah just roll your sleeves up and get on with it sort of thing which is is, is good <laughs> yeah definitely so what's been the highlight of Squirrel Sisters uh, for each of you? So Sophie, let's start with you. Um, probably, I mean, at the beginning, it was probably seeing, I mean, seeing our bars on the shelf, like going into Whole Foods and seeing them in there. And then quite quickly after that, we had um, an article in Vogue. And like that, you know, if someone had asked us at the beginning, what, where would you like to see your bars? It would definitely would have been somewhere like that so those two things happened quite quickly and were really really exciting um and then more recently I mean the Waitrose launch for us is huge that was always obviously Whole Foods is a target but Waitrose is always a kind of dream supermarket to be in so um yeah that was really really exciting seeing them in there for the first time I would say um obviously the same as Sophie but to add to it um our cookbook we got approached by um pavilion books um in 2018 and obviously we started squirrel sisters as a blog kind of documenting our recipes so um to be approached by a really great publisher who asked us to write a cookbook was incredible like we thought it was a bit of a joke at first like wow you know it's still quite early on in our journey um so the fact that they recognized um what we were about was really um incredible so yeah we launched well we wrote the cookbook and then um it was published um so they approached us in 2017 then we published it in 2018 um and then obviously the retail launches and then more recently um the daily mail actually wrote a full article on us um which 
was, I mean, to get something, you know, that's the biggest from the UK um, online, you know, the male online site that they featured on. And uh, yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool to have a full article. And then um, we just saw a huge spike in our sales and everything. So it made a huge difference actually to the business. And that's one thing I would say when I and anyone who's kind of listening, like take inspiration for what you guys do on social media, because your social is really cool, like very engaging content. Um, and would you say Instagram's probably your main way to connect with consumers and stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, you know, it's been we like it's just been incredible for us um, because obviously it's free and we're able to uh speak directly to our customers which is great and um, we're able to kind of bring ourselves out and let people get to know us and um, more recently we've just started a series actually on IGTV called Ready Study Squirrel where we challenge each other to cook and you know we're able to do stuff like that really you know with no budget um, that's you know engaging content that is exactly what Squirrel Sisters is about so that's that's been great for us. Amazing. And what's the plans for next year? So obviously you're going into the Christmas period, which I'm sure is a very kind of busy time for you guys. But yeah, what's your big plans for next year? Um, so we have some new products coming out, which is very exciting. Um, and then we are hoping to look for investment or a partner at some point, um, potentially to help us kind of get to that next level. But I think we would you know, I, I suppose it's to probably, you know, grow, grow the business and, um, yeah, I would say that's it. Like, look, maybe get another major retailer, but yeah, probably one of the big supermarkets would be ideal and then look at more exports as well. But I suppose the new products are really going to be the way to do that. So that's, that's kind of our biggest plan and yeah but to be honest our plans change pretty much every day every week anyway <laughs> the thing that's 100 percent happening is that we have new products coming out in january so um yeah we can't wait um for that and we might be biased but they are great <laughs> yeah, they're really, they were really excited about everyone trying them and hearing everyone's feedback amazing um okay my final question which i love asking all my guests so uh Gracie, you, you first. Uh, if you could give your younger self any advice, what would it be? Um, <laughs> I always, always say this, but um, always trust your gut. Like I know that's really cliche and an obvious saying, but I think people say it, but they don't actually do it. And so many times, especially you know, the last couple of years for me in particular, I had times where I didn't trust this very strong gut feeling that I had. Um, in business as well as personal life and I was wrong to do that so now any gut feeling I have I trust it <laughs> and I would tell my younger self to trust it <laughs> um, and I would say I would probably tell them to to like try not worry about everything like I'm such an overthinker and a worrier and I think as you get older you realize that like First of all, you can't even remember even uh, like a tenth of what you were worrying about. Um, but also it really doesn't matter in the end. So maybe, you know, try and find ways of, of not worrying so much. And I definitely still worry a bit, but I think 
you know everyone does but definitely a lot less than I used to and especially about what people think um, and I think when you're younger you you care so much and you can place such a lot of importance and it can hold you back so yeah that would be my advice love it thank you so much guys um gracie sophie you've been incredible guests uh and yeah you, everyone you can catch up download on itunes you can catch up on spotify um good luck with the christmas period and good luck for thank you so much yeah we, thank, thank you, thank you so much thank you for having us it's great to talk to you no worries thank you guys bye Thank you.